president will come out and Secret Service will, you know, drive him out through black gates that y'all saw on the way in. Okay. That's that's how it's done here. Okay. Um, the New York Jets are right across the street, mm -hmm. uh, so they come in and out of here. They use this as well? Okay. Uh, the owner of the Jets, uh, a lot of their corporate people. So typically, like, uh, <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of CEOs and executives, Mayor Mike Bloomberg, a lot of people are here all the time. So okay. if you guys are out here, sometimes we'd be down here eating popcorn, just like, oh, this, you know, Eli Manning. Oh, Eli Manning. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice private environment. Yeah. And you get a lot of, like, corporate private clients. Oh, yeah. This is more of a Filipino object. Okay. This will get you to, I don't know, Cancun, no problem. Dominican Republic, right? Um, if you, how many passengers do you want to take at a time? Okay. You know, this is more of a, this, this will get you to Burbank, California, nonstop, no problem. The two other aircraft on the other side, you can see they're taller, they're longer, they're right. larger. Right. Western Europe. Western Europe in there? Yeah. Uh -oh. so, uh, it's a beautiful aircraft. It's, uh, it's yeah. Yeah. So you got mostly CRJs here, right? Actually, that's a good point. This is the original version of a CRJ. Okay. Uh, but the CRJ is a little longer. It's a 50-seat version of this. Up there, you're probably going to get maybe a dozen seats in this current configuration. And how much would it cost, like, to price some? Yeah, a little fifty, sixty thousand dollars, right? For one, for one change, trip. Yeah, yeah. Round trip change. or one trip? You know, if you're gonna go to Western Europe on one of these, maybe a good sixty or so. Sixty thousand. Yeah. Yeah, if you, you, if you don't have a good fuel agreement, most yeah. fuel is negotiated in bulk, so you get discounts. Maybe just buy it, just go straight. But, yeah, fifty, sixty thousand. Fifty, sixty thousand. Some CO, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, light work, light work. Yeah. <laughs> Got my meeting tomorrow. That's Got all my... I care about. Right? <laughs> close a deal. Oh, so you get a lot of people that want to close deals only. Well, that's that's this world. That's the standard, you know, right? You're looking at millionaires and billionaires in these equipment. You know, so these guys, you know, if they're getting something like this to go to Europe, they're closing a ten, fifteen, twenty million dollar deal, and then they're coming right back home. You know, so it's this is big time stuff here. Um, these are guys that can afford to say, I don't want my first class seat in an airline. I don't want to be in an international airport. I just want to go where I want to go. I want my own flight attendants, I want my own pilots, I want my own meals. I want my own bed. I want to lay down and sleep my own way. You know, I want to watch my own TV and they pay for it. Right? Living a life of luxury. So a lot of celebrities have contracts with companies like companies that own these aircraft. And they'll, that's how you save money. Instead of owning it outright, you can just contract to a company that owns just like this. Okay. Are doing some big things, man. I ain't gonna lie. I saw the video and I was really, I was impressed. Thank Drones you. that's gonna Thank be cleaning you. the building. So you taking away jobs? No, no, just more uh, improving technology. Okay, it's yeah. a nice way of putting it. Yeah, improving technology. All right, let, let's get started. Welcome back to It Starts Now, the happy hour of finance and business. My name is Stanley. Today we have a special guest. We're actually out in Jersey, and we at the Alpha Company, which is, this is what, what kind of aviation company is this? 
Well, it's a flight school, it's a drone company, uh, aircraft rental company, sightseeing tour flight provider. Uh, so it's an aviation entity that provides multiple services. Well, I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so please continue. Introduce yourself and uh, what you got going on. Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me. Um, my name is uh, Kelvin King, uh, co-founder and CEO of Alpha Aviation. Um, been flying since uh, the age of 19, mm -hmm. about 18 years now. Um, and um, alongside my partner, Micah Clark, we are running a program that we're really proud of. Uh, it's an opportunity for students that look like us, have come from our background, that have aspired uh, to uh, develop an airline career as professional pilots. Uh, Mike and I have started a process where we're pioneering a way for them mm -hmm. um, to earn their certificates and ratings, get to the airline uh, career as professional pilots, and in tandem to that, we're looking to build careers uh, for professional drone operators. Mm -hmm. uh, so just do me a favor, just talking to the mic real quick. Yeah, so we're, we're uh, building a, uh, uh, we're the first company to try the combination of flight training combined with drone services. Um, so here we are. Yeah, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Now, so like I was talking to you earlier, you have a video out, it's on YouTube where you have the examples of the drones going out and basically um, what is it they were cleaning the windows and I thought that was interesting because um, you know for us what we know drones has to be for right now is you know mm -hmm. besides military use people use them to do you know movies short videos and things like that and now you transition it into a company where you're gonna be able to do some kind of cleaning service which I think that's great yeah I mean in 2021, um, Alpha Drones USA and Alpha Aviation were two of the same companies under one umbrella. Alpha Drones USA was the first company um, in the state of New Jersey and in the Northeast region to clean a commercial property with drones. And uh, artificial intelligence, robotics, it's changing the way that we do business, it's changing the way that the world works. So uh, we've partnered with uh, a drone manufacturer named Lucid Drone Technologies. We're using um, a drone that provides the capability of uh, spraying bleach or any kind of cleaning chemicals on any kind of building anywhere in the world, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're very proud of that milestone. Um, we're working with the engineers and the manufacturer of the drone to uh, continue to evolve the technology. But, you know, you give it a few years, you're going to have robots in your house. You're going to have uh, all kinds yeah, of technologies coming. all over the place. Yeah. So and we're now literally in the world, yeah, we're having drones cleaning buildings. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's unbelievable. So how did this concept come to play? Well, in our world, uh, we like all things that fly. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're aerial experts. So uh, naturally, uh, with us focusing on fixed wing aircraft training, uh, developing pilots, uh, we've been monitoring very carefully um, the evolution of drones. Mm -hmm. you know, now you're seeing drones, like you said, in film and production. You're seeing drones in real estate. You're seeing drones, essentially President Obama, when he was running the country, he won the war uh, uh, through the drone. Through yeah. drones, mm -hmm. yeah. That's mm -hmm. how we got 
a grip on some of the uh, guys who weren't behaving very, behaving very well on the other side of the planet. Uh, so drones are evolving in ways where we can do very unique things. So um, we saw that opportunity um, and said, well, where do we find our niche? Initially, we, we got involved with real estate and felt, well, we can enter that marketplace, but it's such a flooded market. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to create an environment where we have a market share that we can call our own. You know, we can get ahead, we can compete, um, and not compete in the flooded market where the dollar's being dragged down and you're really not making much of a profit. So we got involved in a large precision drone environment. And these drones that we're using, the Agris agricultural drone, the uh, Lucid cleaning drone, the Lucid disinfecting drones. Mm-hmm. These drones are large drones that have a special skill set for a special environment. Um, so we're very pleased to be able to uh, be the first in our region to to mm. try these technologies out. Do you have a user case already or what? I'm sorry? Do you have a user case? Have you put it out to test? I know you, oh, you yeah. did the video, but do you have actual like a uh, production line or things ready in place for you to yeah. market? We're actually going through a process now where um, we're investing and we're raising capital to, in, in to grow the fleet of the Agris agricultural product line mm-hmm. as well as the Lucid product line with cleaning drones and disinfecting drones. So our goal is through um, the power of investors believing in what we're doing and seeing the financial benefits of investing in a product like this. Our goal by the end of the year is to be the largest in the world concerning spray drones that provides agricultural services, that provides services that disinfects arenas and stadiums, places of mass gathering, and drones that clean exteriors of, of large commercial properties. Hmm. Is it like pricey to get into like th- that field uh, with the drones? Because I know from what you're doing, uh, it takes a, you know, you got to scale it up a bit, right? Yeah. And I just want to know how much is it technically? So he, you got the radio on? All right. Oh, the feedback. Oh, the feedback. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So how pricey, yeah, you could be relaxed, so it's not that. <laughs> yeah. How pricey can it be to get inside this field? Well, let's let's call it twofold. Okay. In terms of building your career as a professional pilot and getting into the industry and earning your certificates and ratings, it's easily a $100,000 investment to earn your certificates and ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our program is designed uh, more in a nonprofit model where we're looking to help, again, um, a special audience of people that deserve some extra love and support from airline pilots like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we brought the pricing down to help them out. Um, then you have the other side of this this industry, the artificial intelligence and robotics side of the business. It's it's pricey. Yeah, yeah. It's pricey. But we've created a model where uh, through the power of investing, shareholding, you know, um, we're looking to uh, create a grassroots effort where you know, you know, the middle class American can afford to invest in a product like this and enjoy the success that a company like ours is embracing already. We want our own market share, right. you know, so we want to bring this back to the community. We want the people to enjoy this this success as well. Uh, what's the potential like for? Because uh, right now you're at the low ground, you're building up. What is the potential? What is it that you're trying? I know you want to be the largest uh, in that manufacturing phase, but what is the potential growth that you can possibly make? 
because it boils down to profit at the end of mm-hmm. the day, right? And yep. you, in order for you to sustain something, you got to have money generating. So what do you think that that amount is or what that number is? Uh, well, we strive to bring in a 20% profit margin on every job that we have. So, mm-hmm. And even with the 20% margin, you know, the 80% budget that we have, we still have dollars put aside for our investors. So um, we have a very aggressive process in our revenue sharing per se, where investors who invest in our program, they're going to get and see a return on each service that we provide. Um, So we expect a a multi-million dollar revenue stream in the year 2022 from each product line that we're involved in. And uh, it's investor-centric, so we expect a 20% return on investment. That's good. Yeah, you know, everybody yeah. wants a ROI. Yeah, knock, knock on wood, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that everything works out. Aviation is a tough industry. You know, mm-hmm. you, there's a level of risk that's associated. There's all kinds of things that um, you have to prepare for. You have to prepare for a drone going down. You have to prepare for maintenance issues. You have to mm-hmm. prepare for all kinds of liabilities that makes aviation a little bit more expensive. We're prepared for that. That's why we're the experts. So right. We're still expecting a 20% margin on top of all of the other unforeseen and challenging issues that comes with with the business. Oh, that's amazing to have that 20% on the ROI, that's great. Um, I know you have, like we walked through the hangars, we did everything, which yeah. I thought was pretty amazing. We actually saw uh, a lot of private, com- well it's not commercial, there are a lot of private um, aircrafts down there. Yeah. And you broke it down to me, because I want to tie in um, the reason why you're such an expert with the drones mm-hmm. is because you've been doing this for quite some time right now. Yeah, yeah. And then you have, um, you broke it down how which um, what was the one that you said it was cost about a million dollars, the the little aircraft that I thought it was. Uh, oh, so you have like a small Cirrus, for example. Right. That's in the two hundred to three hundred thousand dollar price point mm-hmm. at, at the point of purchase, and then you can go up to a corporate jet that's going to cost you easily tens of millions of dollars in terms of, uh, of acquiring an aircraft of that size. And then you, you broke it down if we go to like Europe someplace to private to get a private charter across to Europe it will cost you about oh, $60,000 yeah, yeah, something let's like. 60000 to buy some yeah. gas. And, <laughs> <you> <laughs> know, Just to, is no. that a round trip? You know it, it all depends again it depends on how um, businesses negotiate um, their their travel, right? So let's say uh, you decided to buy a jet and uh, you hired Micah and I to fly you from New York to to London. You know, I would say thirty, forty thousand dollars easily um, in terms of covering your your insurance, your equipment, your fuel. You know, your pilots. Thank you for your yeah, yeah. pay. Um, so yeah, about round trip would be about sixty, give or take. Give or know? take. And and then it all depends on your level of you know how luxurious do you want the ride to be right right you, know, you have your different levels of aircraft what kind of amenities do you have on that it, th- those are the things that will uh it, you know make things go up a little uh. bit right um, but you know corporate jets are are among the most beautiful comfortable spacious environments you're ever going to be in so what makes it so attractive i think humans in general like exclusivity you know, it's nice to be able to get away from the international terminal and say, well, I'm not sharing a plane with people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my own ride, the flight, getting me from point A to point B is uh, all about me, you know. So some CEO or some, you know, actor or some celebrity that, you know, wants their own um, privacy, you know, that's basically what, what they gain out of it. So, and 
this is like what uh, you guys are 50 50 how yes. does that partnership work yeah Mike and I we we are part of a founding team um, we decided back in 2019 that this is something that we were going to do for the people for the community and uh, we built our program from the ground up okay so you have you charter private aircraft you have the drones yeah so the the private aircraft um, chartering is something that we aspire to get to okay. uh, right now we're focused on flight training uh, we're focused on um, sightseeing tour flights mm -hmm. so we take folks up and we give them a New York City sightseeing tour flight um, we provide um, discovery flights for young men and women who are thinking about the career and they're considering getting in these are the things that we specialize in we provide a career development professional development for for uh, again uh, young brothers and sisters who want the career we're here for them you know so uh, from our program you then work your way up to the private world where you can charter celebrities mm -hmm. and all that around if you don't like chartering people then you know, Mike and I are airline pilots. You can go ahead and fly folks at the airlines. Yeah, you guys are awesome because you get you got like basically both of both worlds really because mm -hmm. you have the ability to fly whenever you want or you can be around celebrities. You broke it down to me earlier when you said um, during when when President Trump was uh, forty five that you forty five forty five where he would fly in and. Uh, I don't want to. I'd rather you say explain it how people just pop up here and there without any celebrities that, yeah. or it could be like the team, the Jets. Right. Break it down to it. Yeah. So you, you look at celebrities. You look at um, people that again they need their privacy. You know, if, if let's say let's call it Jay Z and Beyonce, they're not going to go through Newark Liberty International Airport or JFK and travel. Mm -hmm. You know, they could, but can you imagine the masses? You know, not allowing right, them right. to just go and travel with no problem. So, you know, Alpha Aviation is based at Morristown Municipal Airport. This is a private airport where you have a lot of celebrities, you have a lot of uh, business individuals that would prefer to avoid the international, the commercial environment, and travel through um, a place like where we're based. Um, so, um, when 45 was 45, mm -hmm. um, he would actually land here and and go to his resort which is just a few minutes away from here so on a given day you'll see ceos you'll see celebrities you'll see vips here you know you'll see government leaders um all working their way through here you know so it's just another side of aviation that the world doesn't get to see mm -hmm. very often yeah you have this um i guess you can tie it in with all these years of experience and so you saw the opportunities with the drones mm -hmm. Yep. And you were able to say, all right, we've been, we're familiar with this side. Mm -hmm. Let's venture off into the drone business. Right. Let's figure out a way to make it scalable. Yes. Right? And market it correctly. Right. right. So, and you have a team of founders that really came together and just said, this is the movement that we're, we're considering. And then you got investors involved. Correct. You know, and you you have the experience you have the knowledge you have all that to back you and you have a, a great team because uh you have your co-partner over there that's gonna jump in and we're gonna talk about a few things from her perspective sure. but this whole this whole drone concept you know how did you cons how did you think this was a winning model well I, uh, from a personal perspective um it irritates me that 
our community, the black community, is as exploited as it is. And um, the black community is a massive community, and we are the fabric of this country. It's very important that our community understands the value of robotics and artificial intelligence, and we need to make it our priority to invest in something that the rest of the world is starting to invest in as well. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, we need to protect our market share. We need drones in our communities being owned by us. We need to make our own money mm -hmm. and keep that wealth in our own community. And that's what we're trying to get started here. We want to be able to get, you know, the average brother and sister to say, I can't afford to get involved in investing. We're not going to make it too expensive. I want to get involved. I want to support this entity and have a management team like ours who has been in this business for a long time to work on my behalf to make some money. Right. You know, so we know that drones, um, artificial intelligence in general, that's the future of the world. Well, you know, I think so AI is get our market share. True, we but I also to. think AI is already here. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, so yeah. It's, uh, and it's evolving on a day-to-day basis. You know, yeah. so we want to stay ahead. And I think what we're doing right now, I think we're like a good two years ahead of the rest of the marketplace. So mm -hmm. if we can just continue to to stay humble and to remain strategic, we can get a massive market share. And and all our work will be is to maintain what we have. You know, continue to expand around the world as well. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Now tell us about your drone. Let's break it down. Well, so the drone is actually behind us, by the way. This is a is this a bigger model or a smaller model? Uh, it's about a mid-sized model. Okay. Um, it's this is what's called the D1 disinfecting drone. Um, we are actually using this drone um, as a drone that is designed to spray and disinfect seats in large places of mass gathering. So this drone, this particular model right here, was designed uh, for uh, COVID. Right, it's designed to kill um, human viruses on seats. Mm -hmm. So it's also designed to just disinfect in general. So um, this drone is ready to go because we know that COVID's here, it's not going anywhere and they're gonna be different strains mm -hmm. and create different problems for businesses. Mm -hmm. So um, we do have um, quite a list of uh, interested clients that are ready to activate and bring this drone out for service whenever they feel the need to. Um, so again, this is the kind of drone that you would want um, spraying a 20,000 seat arena, 60,000 right. seat right. stadium. Right. Um, but those so are indoor closed stadiums, not like yeah. This this stadium, this drone is designed for enclosed arenas, but it can handle outdoors as well. Okay. Yeah. This is one of uh, three different types of drones that we're using in the large drone sector right now. And what what makes why would somebody would prefer this over us? They say, uh, I guess it's more affordable to have this than hire a few people, right? Because safety reasons. And and probably because more, it's probably less expensive, right? Well, it's 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 a matter of balancing it out as a business. If okay. you have uh, seven major events in one large space mm -hmm. over a short period of time, it so takes convenience about, at the yeah, time wise. It takes about sixty man hours to turn over a sports arena. Mm -hmm. Like if you've got a basketball game in the morning mm -hmm. and you got a hockey game at night, mm -hmm. and you got twenty thousand seats you need to disinfect. Good luck. What's right? the turnaround time for this one? Less than 10 hours. Mm. So you see the savings, right? Right. And but that's just one drone, or how many would you yeah, need? Yeah, I, I would say the more drones you have, the quicker you can get done. Okay. You know? And um, as you can see with these kinds of drones, 
we're using lithium ion batteries for this so mm -hmm. we have to have a large operation that can manage these drones okay um, so we'll just keep them going non-stop for several hours you know so um, I would say for every 20,000 seats you want to have a drone so and how many people it takes to operate it Oh, only one operator at a time to operate it but then you do want to have a support team around it you want to have somebody that's ready to to uh, insert more chemical, to mm -hmm. you know, swap your batteries, and you know, so it's about a three or four person crew per drum to really make it an efficient process. Okay. And how much does it cost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something like this, hardware-wise, starts about twenty thousand uh, dollars per drone. Mm -hmm. um, our goal is to have fifty of these mm -hmm. uh, by the end of the year. We want to grow into it. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily just this variant. This is a disinfecting drone. Uh, we love the soft washing cleaning drone um, that can clean building exteriors on the mm -hmm. outside. Um, we actually have it outside in our equipment vehicle right now, ready to go out and do some work. Mm -hmm. um, so the uh, the drone is uh, um, we're we're in love with it. Yeah, we're in love with it. What what would you say for like an aircraft? Do you have something like more portable that you can just take on the aircraft? Yeah, well, no, we can fold this thing up, put it inside of a, a case. Okay, put it around an aircraft. No, but can it clean the aircraft? Do you have something it has, smaller? It has the capability of cleaning an aircraft. However, the FAA has strong regulations that says, uh, you know, drones have to keep a certain amount of distance from aircraft. Okay. So we do know that the marketplace will go in that direction. I will be shocked if we're not seeing aircraft de-icing, if we're not seeing drones de-icing aircraft and all that in the future. It will happen. It's just a matter of the FAA seeing a safety management system mm -hmm. that can be approved and then these, these kinds of drones and technologies can do the work. Wow. So that's why what we're doing is very important because yeah. we're monitoring all of this and we want to be at the forefront when these opportunities become available. Let me tell you why that's amazing. It's because uh, for de-icing it takes a, a lot of manpower. Yeah. And not only manpower, it takes the, you got to have the vehicles ready, the buckets, the safety. There's a lot of gear that have to be put in place. And if you can eliminate that, because there's a lot of overtime hours that go into um, de-icing. Yes. So if you can eliminate that, that's a win for, uh, I guess, for the companies, but <laughs> may not be for the employees. But No, employees will just have to evolve. I mean, 40 years ago, there were certain jobs that, you know, phased out, but the workers still stayed in. You just have to evolve your vocational skills, you know. Mm -hmm. So we don't want technology to replace workers. We want workers to evolve with the technology. You know, when I grew up, I was five years old playing Nintendo, right? Yes, yeah. and you have PlayStation, and you have different kinds of video game systems that will come in. Mm -hmm. I'm, still the, I'm still the consumer. Right. I'm just evolving with the technology. So we want workers to evolve with the technology as well. So that's one of Alpha's commitments, that we're going to make sure that our workers in the workplace are evolving with the technology that's why we're hiring that's what we're certifying drone mm -hmm. operators developing drone operators to be able to go out into the marketplace and do great things that's amazing let's let's leave it at that as we transition all right welcome 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 thank you yeah i love the shirt by the way thank you yeah yeah yours is much better than yeah yeah, yeah. i created this one myself Ah, that's why she's the brains. <laughs> and the style. And the style. <laughs> I create the shirts for the cer the certified flight instructors. Okay. So, yeah. so before you get too technical on that, and uh, please introduce yourself. Okay. 
So, my name is Micah Clark, and I'm an airline pilot. I am from Detroit, Michigan, and I currently live in Jamaica, Queens. Mm. Um, I went to school at Western Michigan University. Mm. I have a major, oh, I majored in aviation flight science with a minor in general business. And yeah, I'm a certified flight instructor and tend to be that for the rest of my career. Uh, that's what's up. I like the fact that you're out of the operation. I know he's the tech and you're more like uh, manage the operation, the day-to-day, right? Yeah. Um, how does how does that work? How do you feel about that? Because like, is, is the tech space your thing or do you just like managing new, new products and new businesses? Well, a few of my obligations would be hiring mm-hmm. of the certified flight instructors. It would be t- daily operations, but we do have an office manager. We have an intern, um, and we have assistant chief pilot to make sure that the operation does run smoothly on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, for example, the certified flight instructors do report to me every Monday just to make sure that things are going properly, that the students are being attended to properly mm-hmm. as well. So I'm never really physically here because I may have a five-day trip or a four-day trip I may be in Dallas on the phone talking to someone. So I'm not physically here, mm-hmm. but uh, Kelvin and I do an equal share of making sure that the operation runs smoothly. Okay. Now, you still at school, correct? No. Okay. So it's, it's not it's not physically, this is still a training camp, or it's not a training camp. You just provide that service. We prov- So Alpha Aviation, we do pretty much two things. So right now we do or provide pilot certification, mm-hmm. and we also do sightseeing tours. So we have our certified flight instructors and our students that are wanting to be future airline pilots, commercial pilots, corporate pilots. Um, and yeah, we that's our service. We provide flight instruction and also city tours. You know, New York City, stat- circle around the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. rise above the Verrazano Bridge, go up to Hudson. So just a few service that, services that we have with airplanes outside of the drone operation. Okay, and you guys own those aircrafts? Uh, we do a bit and of leasing. owning, and we do a bit, bit of leasing as well. Okay. I was in Vegas, and um, I did the helicopter tour, mm-hmm. and it went around that, the needle, I forgot the name of it, but it went around the whole uh, skyline, and mm-hmm. I, I was I was impressed, and yeah. I was in a helicopter, so mm-hmm. what do you guys, because I didn't see the helicopter outside, so what do you guys use? Yeah, so we have a Cessna, products. We also have a, a TB-10 aircraft, but that one's a low wing. The Cessna is a high wing, so it's mm-hmm. better for sightseeing. The wing isn't in the way. Mm-hmm. So it's an airplane, single engine, fixed gear, doesn't go too fast, but slow enough to where you can take in all the sights. So uh, we start out at even Morristown or even FRG in Long Island, New York. And yeah, like we said, we skim the beaches at 500 feet. We rise up above the Verrazano Bridge. We go up the Hudson River, c- circle the Statue of Liberty, and uh, sometimes we cut across Central Park over LaGuardia, mm-hmm. whatever air traffic control allows us to do. So it's it's good. It's a 90-minute tour, and it's, it's open to everyone. Can't have six people in the airplane, but it's it's a cost to where it's a, it's a bulk. So two or three people in the airplane, it costs one price instead of per person. Can you break down the price? Can I break down the price? Yeah. Sure. It's So it's three ninety nine. It's called the four hundred dollars, <laughs> and you can have certain weight limitations because the aircraft can only hold so many people. Mm-hmm. So you can have three people, uh, two people in the airplane, sometimes four, depends on if they're lighter in weight. 
So yeah, that's pretty much it. And that's your only tier, or that's the low tier? Well, uh, see, there's more. There's tiers. Yeah. There okay. Tiers. All right. Break there it down. Tiers. So the lowest tier would just be to get the flight. Okay. Uh, another tier would have the uh, GoPros. We have GoPros installed in in there, so we can actually give you an edited video. Mm -hmm. And the video shows you, you know, your own expressions and the the sightseeing um, outcome mm -hmm. of the flight. And then we also have a, a higher tier, which is a romantic package, that we can, you know, have some fake wine, right? <laughs> the, the, the fake little flutes, plastic yeah. flutes that you have. And uh, maybe some chocolates, a little red carpet to make it even a better experience. Oh, okay. Hold on. What would you like? <laughs> I don't got super eyes, man. He has questions. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you you are are you the youngest youngest black woman to be? Jumped <laughs> right. Why not? <laughs> Am I the youngest black woman? Yeah, it's good to to have your own. Um, well, be a part of this aviation company, or even have be a, a partner in this um, drone company. I would say I'm probably one of the youngest. Okay. Um, what I am I the youngest? I'm not sure. Hmm. But uh, I'm 28. If, if you're asking. Okay. Uh, I'm, I am 28. She's 28. I am 28. <laughs> um, to be an airline pilot, uh, the minimum is 21. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, I'd say I'm pretty young for for what's going on. So yeah, because 28 and you're already um, part of two thing two companies, right? Because you, well, is, is the drone project under Alpha? Yes, it is. So it's two separate companies under one umbrella. Right. So Alpha Drones USA and then Alpha Aviation Incorporated. Okay, Calvin touched on that earlier. Absolutely. Okay. And I have my hands in a lot of things in general. Um, members of a few organization, organizations, um, co-owner of a company, full-time airline pilot. Mm -hmm. So. And what made you, because I, I asked Alvin earlier, what made him go into, or what made him think that this was a good business model? What made you consider, like, this is where I wanted to go into the drone space? Yeah, we had a similar idea in the beginning. Okay. So him and I met uh, through the same membership. Uh, it's an aviation organization that we're both a part of. And we actually were in Atlanta, Georgia at a cigar bar. It was a, an aviation mixer. And it's, you know, networking it usually doesn't happen in the office all the time. Mm -hmm. It could be a golf course, could be at a cigar bar. All right. So I'm shocked. The reason, first of all, he's a he's a fanatic when it comes to cigar bars, cigars, yeah. right? And then the fact that you just said it, um, I'm Sorry. curious. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, his eyebrows just rose a little bit. But mm -hmm. go ahead. Yeah. So we met, and I was at a stage where I was still uh, becoming a flight instructor. And putting my foot in the door in the aviation, when the airline industry actually. Mm -hmm. So uh, we talked more, grew our relationship, and we he came to me with the idea that I actually had. I wanted to be more than just a pilot. I wanted to have my own company. I thought about having a fixed base operation, FBO. Mm -hmm. So uh, Atlantic, FBO, Signature. These are where those big corporate jets come in, and they get tendered to, and the air, air, the airline, well, the pilots. Um, they come and they get their rental cars and go about their, their way. So I thought about owning an FBO. I thought about maybe owning a flight school, but I thought that's, that's too expensive. Mm -hmm. I can't do that on my own. Mm -hmm. um, I never thought about drones, but he came to me with 
an idea that's very similar to my wants and needs and a future goal and career right ultimately so we just put those two thoughts together and it's just absolutely um and we just became business partners just a few years back okay and how many years you said a few years but how many I think we about three years now. About it's twenty twenty two now. So. Okay. Yeah, it's tw- yeah, twenty twenty two. So about three years back. Okay, you guys made a lot of uh, within the three years time frame. You guys made a lot of uh, moves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, what was phase one like? Huh. Tough. Uh, phase one was. Uh, let's give it a try and see how we can help people. And then a few months later, uh, the pandemic hit us. Um, so we went into uh, emergency mode mm-hmm. of just surviving through a pandemic that an upstart typically should not survive. Mm-hmm. So we made some good decisions and we survived it. Um, we're still working our way out of it, you know, like any businesses, but um, there's a lot of phases that we need to get through and we're finally emerging out of that upstart phase into the phase of okay we need to expand um, um, into the next sector of what we want to accomplish and, and here we are mm. so so basically you got but you it doesn't sound like you guys pivot it's just like you guys kept on moving but just moves in a better and better way yeah just read and react you have to know the marketplace and mm-hmm. how to react to it yeah yeah because, right. yeah, because it, it sounds like you just guys kept moving although COVID probably slowed down and the world probably slowed down but it seems like you guys were still making traction and then using that utilizing that opportunity to really um, position yourselves for, to put a, a pretty good product out because the product is I, I'm pretty sure you didn't have this um, safety in mind until COVID came so you guys were still going in the drone direction but mm-hmm. pretty much did it not a detour but did a, a slight curve yeah. and go into the, this space right here with um safety and cleansiness which i think that's great because most people didn't know how to adjust right, right. yeah i had a i actually was having a conversation with a person uh, with a friend of mine he's um he has a he was part of a church and he he already had technology set up for quite some time but no one was ready for it right but he was prepared, so he had everything lined up. And when COVID happened and everybody was turning off the lights, he just turned on the switch. So they automatically made a transition. They didn't have to pause and see how they're going to go into technology, how they're going to do with the streaming and, and the Zoom calls. He already had the things prepared. And it seemed like as you guys were setting up, you probably had the, the, the plan prepared and you just guys kept on moving. Right. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah, and, and we have a lot of good people around us too. Um, there's a member of our team that introduced us to the opportunity of, of securing the drone that, that that's behind you. Um, we weren't planning on implementing that drone. Um, that was not part of our strategy. So just like any business, you have to see what opportunities are out there and how you can thrive. You know, um, and uh, we've been opportunistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like any business, you have to say, well, we didn't ask for this situation, but we've landed in it. How do we survive? How do we make some money in the process? You know, so. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty cool, man. I, I just have one final thing, and then we're just going to open up to whatever questions that um, the team here may have. But I, I've, 
for you guys, it seems like you were, um, you got, I don't want to say got lucky, right? Um, because you got everything in place, but like you said, somebody made referrals and the connections, and then you was able to take advantage of those opportunities. And I think that that's pretty good. Um, but how were you able to sustain yourself for the time being? Like, how did you manage to, because uh, for a startup without a lot of capital, I know you guys have jobs, personal jobs. Now, was the training side or the certificate side was able to sustain you guys? How do we able to, because $20,000 per model, mm -hmm. it's a lot of money. Uh, loans, personal mm -hmm. finances, mm -hmm. um, people that, that donate, people that invest, uh, that pretty much kept us above water. Uh, business moves when it comes to reduction in, in costs. Maybe we need to take insurance off an airplane. Maybe we need to sell an airplane. Maybe we need to um, just stick and move with, with what's coming next. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, guys have any questions before we wrap it up? Um, as far as uh, the packages you said, what's, what, what's the largest What's the largest uh, um, plane that you have that does the uh, the uh, city tours? Yeah. Uh, the largest plane it's it's a four seater, so that includes the pilot, and it's a one one engine airplane, high wing, uh, not too big. It's, it's called a Cessna 172. Has a decent payload, and yeah. So not, not too big. And the, and the <coughs> excuse me. And the cameras that um, actually point outside, so that uh, the cameras can see what the passengers are seeing. Is that like a high definition camera as well? Um, what's the quality like for the footage that's right. in that package? The infamous GoPro. Um, we have three of them installed in the airplane. So we'll have one facing the pilot and co-pilot, one facing outdoors, and maybe one facing if there's someone in the back. Or like we'll use that to face front. Okay. So for the takeoff and the landing, it looks really nice as well. So you said it's 90 minutes? 90 minute tour. How fast is the plane going? Oh, well, it can go up to 130, 140 knots. However, for a city tour, you want to go slow. You want to take in the sight. So uh, we may go into something called slow flight. So we may go 70. Wow. We may go... 80 we may go 65 just just to take in the sights yeah yeah oh, it, it doesn't seem that way go ahead well there's a question that came in for president clark okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll read and um you tell us what what you what you feel okay as probably the youngest black woman pilot and aviation company owner mm -hmm. do you feel any added pressure uh to succeed um that's question one. Okay. And for women, and uh, what would you tell the young ladies in our community that has a dream that's not conventional? What would, what would you advise them? Okay. First question, do I have any added pressure being as young as I am to own a business and also to be an airline pilot? Two separate questions. I'm sorry, black. Right. <laughs> Very subtle. So, uh, as an airline pilot, there are some interesting pressures. I say, as not just being black, but young, female, and black, it's literally the opposite of what we see on an airliner every day. Mm -hmm. um, 
But they've been making strides for that. They've been making strides. Yeah. Uh, United Airlines has been making strides. Mm-hmm. And Delta uh, as well. Alaska Delta has been making some strides. Um, they're, they're trying to diversify the cockpit a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, more females, I would say, more than anything. As far as race, it'll be more females getting into it, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, more air traffic control. I hear females talking to me, um, like center control. They're telling me to do things. Right. Like, oh, okay, okay, that's mm-hmm. five in a row. <laughs> so, or like I have a female captain. Right. So usually we'll have like an all-female flight crew because I'm the female, and if I have a female captain, there's probably two flight attendants mm-hmm. naturally. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a good time. Uh, as far as pressures though, um, training in general was is not easy. Mm-hmm. So as Kelvin started at 19, I started flying at 19 as well. So it starts from there. Uh, that's where it starts. It starts in the in the flight school. So I would say there's pressures there. Um, your flight instructor probably isn't looking like you as far as gender and, um, and race. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's pressure. You're kind of singled out naturally, uh, being the only one of your kind. So I would say the... As far as pressure, it's more motivation than anything, just to get more here. And that's why Alpha Aviation is started. That's why I have my hands in other organizations to make sure young black women and uh, minorities are at the forefront and get the opportunity that everyone does get. As far as uh, uh, Alpha Aviation and, and being part of it, I don't I don't feel a pressure. Just I guess I'm self-motivated, so I just want to do the best I can, mm-hmm. regardless of the situation. And and I, I would say becoming an airline pilot, it just makes me feel like I can do anything else. Why is that? Um, as I said before, the, the process, it was... Overcoming the process of becoming... An airline pi- pilot, okay. yeah. So since 19, I mean, what do 19-year-olds want to do? Do they want to study? <laughs> do they want to sure. stay in the house? Mm-hmm. Um, study at 4 a.m., uh, fly when they can party. You know, you right. have to kind of mature mm-hmm. sooner, grow right. up faster, mm-hmm. and just get your head in the game. What, 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 what kept that um, focus there? Like, how did you adapt that mindset? I would say the love for what you're doing. Kind of like the phrase, I don't know if you heard of, of it, but you'll never work a day in your life if you love what you're doing. True. So it, but did that set in from an early age? Like, how did you, did you envision... Or did you come across somebody that said, oh, that gave you that inspiration or maybe um, guided you? Yeah, so um, it's God. I would say it was God that kind of gave me that that intuition or that aha moment to, to make me want to become a pilot. I'm the first pilot in my family, and I believe Kelvin is too. So um, I was literally at an airport and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I went to HBC in North Carolina for a little bit and decided that the major I was pursuing wasn't the one I wanted to do. So I was like, what do I want to do? I was eating some checkers or rallies, wherever you are in the region. <laughs> and I saw an airplane pull up. I was at the airport at the time and the captain put his hat down, the jetway connected. And I'm just like, what do I want to do? Hmm, maybe I could be a pilot. What age was that? Uh, that was 18. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can do that. So I applied to some, a few schools, got in, and I took my first airplane ride. And I was—I have the aviation bug. A lot of people call it the aviation bug, which is really the first time you fly, is when you're just hooked. And I guess the freedom of flying 
it's mm. great it feels free mm. um it's like you can just do a turn it's you know it's not a police chasing you, you know, it, it's just <laughs> it's good yeah. it's good it feels it feels nice okay yeah it's fun it's a fun thing so i guess the whole process of um starting out as a pilot you have to have your private pilot's license you have to get your instrument rating your commercial your multi-engine you have to become a flight instructor or do something that gets you flight hours to be eligible even for the airlines. So um, with that process, I would say it, it built a lot of character. From an early age, that's good. From an early age. And that, 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 I guess, work ethic and determination carried it through. Yeah, and then responsibility too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then that's probably why you guys have a great uh, model behind us because uh, you guys are resilient. Resilience. That's that's a good word to use. Um, for the second question, I guess it was what what I want. What would I like to say to young women aspiring to be pilots? Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is a good one. Um, I would say f- to be resilient, uh, to never give up, to think big, think bigger than yourself, think bigger than your community, um, think about. Yeah, just think bigger in general. Um, mentorship, I would say get with an organization, aviation organization, get with someone like myself or Kelvin um, that are willing to mentor you and tell you the wrongs and the rights uh, so you can get on the straighter path, straighter than what we did without a certain you know amount of mentors. Mm-hmm. I've had a few, but um, not in the very beginning, you know. Um, reputation is everything. So I'll say make wise decisions. Um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on just the way you carry yourself, just mm-hmm. just make wise decisions because reputation is is big in the industry. Um, as far as networking goes, mm-hmm. as far as hey, I know you, you're that person with the flight school, or you're that you're that woman that won the scholarship, or mm-hmm. so so keep your head in the game, focus, be resilient as once again, mm-hmm. and um, the sky's the limit. It really is. I, th- I think that's all I have to say. I have lots more to say. Right. It's hard to comp- compartmentalize it, but yeah, I'll say, yeah. Some, say, say those things. Well, that's good. Um, Ghost Rider over there. Anything? <laughs> 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 all right. So this this been amazing. Uh, anything you you want to add? We need investors to invest. Absolutely. We got to make that money. Yeah. So again, we're not doing this for ourselves. We're doing this for the community. So mm-hmm. um, check us out. Keep in contact with us. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, we will continue to be viewing your podcast. Uh, you guys are doing. I've seen some of the episodes, so we're excited to be on. Thank you. And uh, let's continue to partner together. Let's do some work together. Absolutely. We're definitely going to partner. Huh? I was going to say just add in where people can find you, contact, uh, social, all that. Do you guys have a, a social media? Yeah. So for Instagram, it's Alpha Aviation, oh, Alpha Aviators, Inc. So, at Alpha Aviators, Inc. for Instagram. Uh, Facebook page is Alpha Aviation, Inc. Our website is alpha-aviators.com or alphadronesusa.com. Okay, let's wrap it up. This was good. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. All right. Because after the social unrest, I think it's the best time to make a push because mm-hmm. everybody want to seem like they're community involved and they for the black people this is the advantage point but at the same time i haven't seen it prior to this Mm. this much woman engagement this much 
uh, let's put some, let's help out the black community. So instead of being prideful, I think a lot of us should just jump on the opportunity and say, hey, if they want to give it, we're going to take it. Yeah. Mm. Well, we got to be careful too, because, you know, I don't want to speak badly of my employer or any employer, but um, this new thing that they're doing now, they have what's called a chief diversity officer, a CDO. Mm -hmm. right? But then I watched um, one of the largest airlines in the world, all of their executives, they did like this big town hall. And the CBO is supposed to be on the board of directors. The CBO is not on the on the no, stage yeah. with. But it's it's all an initiative, you know, really. So we have to make sure that these chief diversity officer positions are legit. That they're not some publicity stunt by an airline or by a company mm -hmm. to make sure that they're pretending that they're doing something when they're not. Exactly. You know. So we got to hold the feet to the fire. Mm -hmm. We we got to hold people accountable. Yeah. But at the same time, don't. Don't discard it. Just use it for what it is. It's yeah. an initiative that they're promoting, and if you can take advantage of the initiative and continue to do you, go ahead and do you, because um, everything right now is just geared to save face. And that's what it is. Everybody's trying to save face. And if you understand the politics of it, then it should be easier for you to navigate, because you know it's not really for us, right? right. This is not sure. it. Sure. You guys are creating something that could be a legacy for a long time, mm -hmm. right? Because if you think about it, you guys are really disrupting the industry. And that's why I said that you're going to take away jobs. Yes, you, you're gonna, you, people are going to have to evolve. But what I mean that that job will no longer be there. Yeah, it's not that no longer having to personally DI standing in the bucket you know that's gonna be obsolete and that's what I mean like you guys disrupting we'll the industry because think about it if you have a drone that can clean why would I want to risk somebody to go on a ladder yeah. so it's a it's a positive thing whenever I mean unfortunately that that whole position thing is gonna be taken away but mm -hmm. it's for the benefit Right? Why why put somebody on a ladder when I could get a drone to be up top? Right. right. And you're onto something. And it kind of butt heads with what Alpha Aviation Alpha Drones is. FedEx, for example, UPS, uh, they have airplanes, really big ones. Mm -hmm. Sometimes soon, sooner than we may want or think, it may be a single pilot operation. It may be a pilot monitoring the airplane because the airplane is flown by a drone someone in the office doing it and you need a pilot to maybe click off the automation just to make sure that the boxes are okay the people passengers delta united they're, yeah. they're not ready our grandmas they're not ready mm. <laughs> they're not doing it no. but boxes why not why not yeah. so i mean why not and to add to your point right mm -hmm. um everything evolved right right now there's other jobs that's coming on that tech has you know, like I said it before, like Uber Eats and all these other, they even given out, if you could go and shop, go to a supermarket and pick up food for people. They get, they, all these apps are coming up with different ways to make money. That's why a lot of people, a lot of companies are lacking in resource, human resource, mm -hmm. because there's so many other avenues to go into. Mm -hmm. You're providing them an opportunity to say, okay, you don't have the human resource or the bodies to uh, to fully 
be able to um, utilize this functionality, like this business functionality or this sector of the business, right? You're saying you can allocate your resources someplace else because we got the drone to facilitate what you got going on, right? So instead of saying, all right, you need a whole bunch of bodies for de-icing, but you're not getting any new resources coming in because nobody wants to, you know, we in the high, they call it, we in the high resonation um, term. Uh, but if you don't have the people to de-ice, what I'm telling you is, well, utilize them someplace else mm -hmm. and we'll facilitate the de-icing with the drones. That's disruption where you're saying that, okay, I can still help you no matter what the case may be. You just have to find a way to put your employees in different areas, right? Mm -hmm. And that comes with the, with the packages. That's the same thing going to be with the baggage luggage, mm -hmm. right? Extra baggage luggage, I've seen it before where it's like, all right, we have too many luggages, so we got to get rid of them to make space in, in, within the bag room. But then if you have, like, a drone that can operate certain mm -hmm. things why not just uh, plug them out and go someplace else like mm -hmm. you said passengers are not going to be ready mm -hmm. but there's other ways you can utilize them mm -hmm.